Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket joins us in studio. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Hi there. And we've been speaking all morning and I was discussing this with Sergeant John Kelly on our Garda mm. file just for people to be careful at Halloween and we've been giving tips all morning as well on what people should be doing and he was making the point if you're out driving be careful especially housing estates and adults mm-hmm. and children if you're wearing dark clothes you know have something to ident- mm-hmm. identify you because from around five o'clock it is going to get dark and mm. you won't be seen but from the animal's point of view Every year, and you'll have oh, it as well, yes. we will have people ringing us up tomorrow. My dog is missing, my cat is missing, and we keep telling people, just for the one night of the year, maybe two mm-hmm. nights, maybe tomorrow night, mm-hmm. just be, be mindful of your pets. Exactly. I think, you know, it's an easily avoided situation. If there is one night of the year where I would say, keep your pets inside, this is it. Um you know, there's going to be lots of trick-or-treaters going around, lots of festivities, maybe doors opening and closing into your house, giving candy and things like that out to, to people calling um, trick-or-treating. It's a perfect time for dogs and cats to escape outside, lots of strange people around, maybe some, you know, costumes they might be a little bit worried about. Um I think it's it's the it's for us. We will always very much like yourselves get an absolute influx of calls saying my my dog, my cat, etc. has gone missing, and it's heartbreaking. So I think situations best avoided. Keep them inside, and also keep them in a room where they can't easily run out the door when you open the door to the trick or treaters. Um, and just make sure they're safe, comfortable. If there's any loud bangs or fireworks or anything like that going off this evening, I think the best thing to do is just give them somewhere, give them somewhere comfortable and quiet to hide. Maybe sort of put on some classical music in the background just to cover the noise a little bit. And the most important thing you can do yourself is just remain calm. They kind of feed off your own anxiety. So if you're worried about them being scared by the noises, they'll pick up on that and be more worried. So just maintain a very calm and environment but most importantly keep them inside um i think on on another note with halloween one thing we've seen appearing in the last few years is lots of costumes for halloween very much like you know the kids getting dressed up um fancy costumes for dogs and cats and it oh, can putting, putting yeah, costumes on putting the dogs costumes, and cats exactly oh, dressing them up for I the occasion the kids. Okay. no no <laughs> dressing special costumes dressing them okay. up for the occasion and sometimes it's very small sometimes it might be a little bandana which is minimally obstructive mm. to the dog or cat and it's just nice and festive but sometimes there could be larger scale costumes now some of those are you know really well made very comfortable almost just like a normal dog coat dog or cat doesn't know anything about that but they're involved in the festivities but I think the really important thing is just to make sure you're not putting anything either restrictive or you know tight on your dog or cat if you do choose to dress them up and take them trick-or-treating with you on a lead or anything like that which is very common practice particularly in urban areas now make sure that they're not wearing any let's say 
headwear that might obstruct their vision or anything that might be tight or uncomfortable around their legs or their belly. Normally, I suggest either if you do want to dress them up, something that looks very coat like and is very normal to what they would normally wear during the winter if they do wear any kind of clothes when they go out and about um, or even just a little bandana, something minimally obstructive, but just nice and festive. If you are going to go down that route, that's a really important thing to think of. And last but not least, please do not let them eat any chocolate. Please do not let them eat any sugary candy. There's two main dangers this time of year. The chocolate is always poisonous and that comes out as a a big problem at Christmas again. Um, Any amount of chocolate is not good for a dog or cat, but mainly the dark chocolate is absolute murder. So just avoid it. Make sure they can't get within reach of anything. But really important as well is a lot of those um, sugary jelly candies that we wouldn't normally think about. A lot of them these days are with everybody becoming very health conscious about sugar and sweeteners. They're now a lot of them sweetened with artificial sweeteners. And some of those are highly toxic to dogs and cats, can cause kidney failure and it can be an absolute disaster. So don't be tempted to give them any of the little jelly sweets either or leave them access to those. And they can be more dangerous than the sugar piled on the sweets. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think if you're concerned that your dog or cat has eaten either lots of loads those kind of, you know, artificially sweetened jelly sweets that we see this time of year at Halloween um, or chocolate um, on the main event this evening, contact your vet and I'd say, you know, time is usually of the essence. It, there's a lot that can be done the sooner we know about it. So be aware of that, especially exactly. with the jellies. There'll be plenty of them, I'm sure, tonight at some doors anyway across yes. the county. Uh, <laughs> let's get into questions. Keep your questions coming. You can text or WhatsApp 86 And you mentioned eating there and this is one regarding eating and it's asking, are bananas good or bad for dogs? I share my banana with my 10-year-old Labrador every morning at breakfast, but am I doing the right thing, says this particular texter. You know, everything in moderation. Um, They're not toxic, so they shouldn't necessarily cause a major problem. But sometimes I would say that, you know, it's not what they're designed to be eating. Um, But, you know, if they like a little bit of it, it's fruit. There could be a lot worse things to feed them. I think small amounts, a little disco banana here or there is not going to do any major harm. But I wouldn't make it, let's say, a mainstay of the diet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and Noreen uh, has a cat. Now, this particular cat, she feels at the moment, uh, seems anyhow to have a, a sore throat. But also, uh, if she can tell by the cat that the cat is finding it hard to swallow. And her meow sounds hoarse as well. Uh, could it be a flu or, or what could she do to remedy this? Oh, that's a really interesting one. I always find it very interesting when people notice the subtle signs at home things like a change in vocalisation like a change in the tone of bark or meow and that's really interesting because that really highlights how well owners know their pets and you know exactly what they're like and you know that that's a really really good and perceptive um it could be a few different things that would cause a change in meow or let's say a sore throat and swallowing i think inflammation anywhere in the back of the mouth um or into the kind of around the windpipe in the food pipe the esophagus and the trachea that can kind of really cause a change in meow because the voice box is there um, but also it's in, it's in the same areas the swallowing will be happening so that's why you're probably observing a difficulty swallowing I think given what you're describing I think it's probably worth visiting your vet sooner rather than later so that they can open their mouth safely examine the back of the throat sometimes we'll be able to do a good amount of that with a, a little cat or a dog awake uh, but it depends on how relaxed they are let's put it like that if the, if your vet is concerned that there might be either something stuck or something that they need to examine further sometimes we'll just need to give them a little bit of sedation so that we can see it to the back of the mouth a little bit better so your vet will discuss that with you if they feel it's appropriate it can sometimes be something stuck something causing an inflammation or something causing an infection so all pretty serious things now it could be something or nothing and it might just be a bit of a flu like ourselves getting a little bit hoarse but I think I would stick on the safe side if you're concerned that there's any discomfort there I'd visit your vet 
because cats could be picking up something from outside as well. Oh, they can. Yeah. And they really like to hunt. And I think one thing we see somewhat frequently is that, you know, objects and little things getting stuck on the roof of the mouth and the back of the throat. And if you think about what cats like to catch, they like to catch mice and rats. And they all have very small, pliable little skeletons and they're prime little things to get stuck in the back of the throat. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Uh, Don, in a, a similar situation, but he's a dog and his dog is a nine-year-old Labrador. Uh, but in the last few weeks, uh, the, the particular Labrador has a very runny nose, but it's getting worse. Don says, it's like it's dripping at this stage. And oh, what can I do? Otherwise, uh, the lab is in good form, eating healthy, mm-hmm. uh, no sign of being sick, just a runny nose. Good. Well, I suppose in the background, it's good that he's otherwise well eating, drinking, happy out. Um, I think a persistently runny nose is a little bit of a concern, certainly. Now, it can be a huge amount of different things. If it's a very clear kind of colour discharge, sometimes it can be just a little bit of a flu or a virus. It's kind of like ourselves having a runny nose. Um, Sometimes if it's a little bit, let's say, chunkier, let's say creamier as it were, it can indicate an infection, whether that be bacteria or even rarely a fungus. So I think... If it's ongoing for a period of time, you need to visit your vet. They'll be able to assess the airflow within the nose, whether it's one-sided or two-sided, tells us a lot. But sometimes, I suppose, very similar to a cat getting things stuck in the back of the mouth, sometimes dogs can inhale things. They're quite good at doing that sometimes. And particularly in the autumn kind of harvest time, they're really good at inhaling seeds and bits of crops. So if you live in a rural area, that's that's one thing we see quite frequently. Um, Sometimes it can be a little bit more challenging because I suppose if you think about the nose, it's contained within the skull. So it's quite a difficult area for us to access. So sometimes you might need more specialist things to, to happen, like a little camera up the nose. But your vet will be able to guide you as to that if that's necessary. OK, and staying with dogs, a uh, texter here is saying, my dog gets car sick every time we travel. Is there something uh, that I can give her? Mm. Yes and no. Oh, yeah. um, it's a bit of a difficult one. And I really emphasise you because one of my little dogs, Margot, got very car sick initially when I got her. Um, and she really struggled because she had to go in the car every day with me to work. Oh, so um, she had no choice. Luckily, yeah. I had um, a very short drive, so it was yeah. OK. I think really they will find their place in the car. I think it's really important to have them harnessed in and you can get these little harnesses that connect them to the seatbelt. So make them feel secure and give them a little blanket to lie down on so that if there are any vomiting accidents, you know, at least your car is protected to a certain degree and it's easily to clean. Now, I would say little and often trips is the best way to get them used to it. It's kind of like ourselves. If we, let's say, if we don't like flying in a plane with turbulence, we'll kind of work ourselves into a state where we'll almost fool ourselves into feeling a little bit sick kind of like that for dogs if they anticipate that they're going to feel sick they'll almost get themselves to that point without anything really happening so if you can take that fear away by even just driving them to the end of the lane 30 seconds and then letting them out and doing that maybe you know every second day for a week or two and then drive for two minutes and stop and let them out so slowly work up that time sometimes habituation can do a lot to settle things down and also they'll find their position or their angle in the car where they're sitting where they're most comfortable like my Margot likes to sit up in her seat with her harness on and kind of like lie her head backwards against the the headrest she's very funny she's quite a tall little dog so she can do that they'll all find their position if it really is a struggle and you do need to transport them any kind of great distance have a chat to your vet 
there are medications that we can give them that will reduce that feeling of nausea and motion sickness. But that's not something I would be doing every day. But if you do have a special event or a long trip or something where you absolutely have to transport them, have a chat to your vet and I'm sure they can prescribe that for you. Okay, Emers and Douglas, she has an indoor cat, but the fur on her cat is falling off. Now, it's like a skin disease, she says, mm-hmm. uh, but it's on the fur. And now it's weeping a bit and beginning to bleed. Uh, any idea what this could be? The cat is eating healthily. The cat is fine. There's nothing wrong with the particular mm-hmm. cat, but can't figure out why this is happening. The cat is eight years old. Yeah, this can be really frustrating for, for you guys at home when you see that there's this itching, scratching and possibly even not itching, scratching, just, you know, magical disappearance yeah. of the hair. One thing I would say is we don't always see our pets each scratch or tear at themselves. A lot of them are very secretive about it and we'll do it when you're not looking or overnight, which is why we sometimes see this appearance of hair hair disappearing and the skin getting quite irritated a lot of the time it can be self-trauma now most of the time that's either because there is an infection either with a bacteria or even with a parasite like fleas mites lice they'd be the really common things common things are common so i would first and foremost go to your vet um, discuss the situation with them and they'll probably prescribe you a flea mite and lice treatment and that will that will kill off those and that certainly reduces down that area of itching. The thing that concerns me with this cat is she says it's beginning to bleed and ooze a little bit so I think you might just need to visit your vet for a good health check for them to assess the situation because one really important thing is if we do have oozing or pus coming from the skin it indicates infection and that can be really painful but it can also get worse a lot more quickly than we imagine so some Sometimes you'll need to be prescribed a course of antibiotics, but your vet will be able to guide you as to what's appropriate. So I think have a chat with your vet, keep up with your routine parasite treatments and they'll be able to advise you what the best course of action is, but definitely needs dealing with. And a texter here asking, any cure for a hairball for my cat? Ah, yeah, there there is. Um, so. Yeah, you can get. <laughs> so hair is really interesting, I suppose. Um, you know, it's really natural for, for cats to groom themselves and they will swallow a certain amount of that. And some of them will kind of hack up and vomit up the hair that they've they've ingested. Um, sometimes it can cause problems. It can build up into little balls and kind of lodge in the stomach. Rarely, but it does happen. Um, one thing you can do is there's, there's a product. There's a few products on the market. Um, the one on the top of my head is something called Deferrum. And it's actually a little paste that, interestingly, you rub onto your cat's leg so that they'll think oh there's something there I need to lick and clean it off and what that paste does is um, using enzymes it breaks down the the kind of bind in the hair so it fragments the hair so it's more easily digested and can pass through the system that's clever really interesting so have a chat with your vet they'll be able to source that product for you if it's not something they have in Um, there is a solution (laughs) <laughs> very good a very clever solution yeah. <laughs> uh, Jane thank you for that Jane Pickett there of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group back again uh, next Thursday with us and uh, beware of your dogs cats and mm, all pets tonight uh, for Halloween Even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.